0: Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 40 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Acts chapter 14 today and our focus is on human nature and trials and tribulations. So this is a daily 10-minute podcast where we dig into the truth of the Word of God by reading and thinking about and discussing one chapter a day. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much when I hear from you through our website, Bible2021.com. You can send in questions and comments there. You can also find show notes, a transcript, and other goodies, as well as our reading plan that we're following this year, which is a modified version of the 5x5 plan by Discipleship Journal. I also want to encourage you to share the show with your friends by social media, Facebook, Twitter, etc., or just by word of mouth. Now, today we're reading Acts 14. It's a great chapter that is absolutely chock full of interesting events and great teachings, even though it's pretty short. In this chapter, you really get to see the difficulties in sharing the good news of Jesus all around Asia Minor. Paul and Barnabas are frequently confronted and persecuted by Jews hostile to the gospel, even as they see many Jews and Gentiles become followers of Jesus. A very interesting episode happens in Lystra. God is causing great signs and wonders to happen through Barnabas and Paul, which convinces the people of Lystra that they are the gods in human form. Indeed, the priest of Zeus in the city even rushes out to prepare a sacrifice for Paul and Barnabas, who immediately tear their clothes and disabuse the people of the notion that they are gods, proclaiming themselves to be merely human. Fascinatingly though, the people change their tune on Paul and Barnabas violently only a short time later, and they drag Paul out of the city and stone him seemingly to death. However, the disciples do gather around Paul and he gets up and goes back into the city. Now the Bible, the language of the Bible here is remarkably ambiguous. The Greek could in be read to indicate that Paul was killed and somehow raised from the dead by God, or it could simply mean that the Lystrans thought Paul was dead or he was merely knocked out or whatever. It's just not very clear. More profoundly, though, we see a great picture of human nature here. One minute the people are proclaiming Paul and Barnabas to be gods and they're trying to sacrifice for them and have some sort of a party and like shortly after, it appears to be the same day, maybe an hour or two or something like that, they're seeking to murder Paul, genuinely trying to end his life by stoning him. Apparently they think they were successful at that. You know, people. People. Immature people are fickle. Humans are fickle, and crowds in particular, they are fickle and they can turn on a dime. What is popular today could be absolutely reviled tomorrow or vice versa. It's best for us to be God-pleasers who doesn't change rather than try to be man-pleasers. As Paul notes in Galatians 1.10 when he asks the question, Am I striving to please people If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Well, that's words of wisdom for us today. And that gets us to our main focus and our verse of the day, which is Acts 14.22. It says that Paul and Barnabas went about strengthening the disciples by encouraging them to continue in the faith and by telling them it is necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Now, I found this passage to be fairly amazing for quite some time. Consider this. Paul had just literally been stoned almost to death. He probably still has bruises and scabs and wounds that are visible, obviously, to the people he's talking to. I imagine that his appearance in recent tribulations really served to underline his words at an incredible level. When a man who has just been stoned tells you that it is, quote, necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God... I kind of think you'll believe him without question or skepticism. The evidence is right in front of you. Well, let's read our passage, and then we're going to close with some beautiful wisdom from our old friend Charles Spurgeon. Acts chapter 14, verse 1, the Christian Standard Bible. In Iconium, they entered the Jewish synagogue as usual and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers, So they stayed there a long time and spoke boldly for the Lord, who testified to the message of His grace by enabling them to do signs and wonders. But the people of the city were divided, some siding with the Jews and others with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat and stone them, they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian towns of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding countryside." There they continued preaching the gospel. And Lystra, a man, was sitting who was without strength in his feet, had never walked, and had been lame from birth. He listened as Paul spoke. After looking directly at him and seeing that he had faith to be healed, Paul said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. And he jumped up and began to walk around. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted, saying in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas, they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the town, brought bulls and wreaths to the gates because he intended with the crowds to offer sacrifice. The apostles Barnabas and Paul tore their robes when they heard this and rushed into the crowd shouting, people, why are you doing these things? We are people also just like you and we are proclaiming good news to you that you turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. In past generations he allowed all the nations to go their own way, although he did not leave himself without a witness, since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven in a fruitful season and filling you with food and your hearts with joy. Even though they said these things, they barely stopped the crowds from sacrificing to them. Some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and when they won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. After the disciples gathered around them, him, he got up and went into the town. The next day, he left with Barnabas for Derbe. After they had preached the gospel in that town and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium. And to Antioch, strengthening the disciples by encouraging them to continue in the faith and by telling them it is necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church and prayed with fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. After they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia, from there, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. After they arrived and gathered the church together, they reported everything God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles, and they spent a considerable time with the disciples. So, what, a, what an awesome, beautiful chapter. Let's close with some words from Spurgeon on the ups and downs of life. Changeful experience often leads anxious believers to ask, Why is it this way for me? I looked for light, but lo, darkness came. For peace, but trouble came. I said in my heart, my mountain stands firm. I will never be moved. Lord, why do you hide your face? And I am troubled. It was but yesterday that I could read my title clear. Today my evidences are dim and my hopes are cloudy. Yesterday I could climb to the mountain's top and view the landscape over and rejoice with confidence in my future inheritance. Today my spirit has no hopes but many fears, no joys but much distress. Is this part of God's plan with me? Can this be the way in which God would bring me to heaven? Yes, it is even so. The eclipse of your faith, the darkness of your mind, the fainting of your hope, all these things are but parts of God's method of making you ripe for the great inheritance upon which you shall soon enter. These trials are for the testing and strengthening of your faith. They are waves that wash you further upon the rock. They are winds which waft your ship the more swiftly towards the desired haven. According to David's word in the psalm, so it might be said of you, So he brings them to their desired haven by honor and dishonor, by evil report and by good report, by plenty and by poverty, by joy and by distress, by persecution and by peace. By all these things is the life of your soul maintained, and by each of these are you helped on your way. Oh, think not, believer, that your sorrows are out of God's plan. They are necessary parts of it. We must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom says the Apostle Paul. Learn then even to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations. Amen. Well, let's close the show with our verse of the month, Acts 9.31, which says, So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Thanks be to God. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.